Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. And I have a fascinating guest with me in studio today. This is Mr. Dale Jesse. Dale, Dale Jesse. <laughs> How you doing, Dr. Paul? <laughs> well, you've got your announcer voice with you. I should let you do that. <laughs> my mom would be proud of me, though. My voice has gotten a little bit deeper over the years. Oh, so there you may, go. I may yeah. have a shot. That's ha- that happens, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> well, Dale is a contemporary New Age piano player and composer. And Dale, you've been doing this for quite a while. I have. For a whopping 22 years. 22 years. And I have to tell you, folks, if you were here in studio and you were, you were actually witnessing this person in front of me, you'd know <laughs> that he started in the womb. <laughs> because you can't be much older than that. No. Well, people tell me I look like I'm 14, though. Like, literally. I yeah. go up and introduce myself. My name is Dale. How old are you? You look yeah. 14. <laughs> you look like a teenager still. Exactly. But uh, you started playing the piano when you were about five years old. Correct. Is yeah. that right? You could barely reach the keys. <laughs> True. And That's... you couldn't reach the pedals at the same time. No. That, uh, I, maybe I could. <laughs> maybe with a little stretching. <laughs> a little bit lurpy. You, a lurpy you know, my, uh, my wife teaches piano lessons, mm-hmm. and she had a little gal started a couple of years ago who was just tiny. And her feet are just dangling off the bench. You know, there's no way she's going to reach those pedals. But this is kind of like you. You started when you were just little. Yeah, little tiny tyke. And this has been something that you have enjoyed and, and practiced your entire life. Well, you know what? Not necessarily. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, <laughs> really? well, let's get right into the story. Well, maybe we start here. in the story. We love stories. Yeah, go for it. Well, when I was uh, five years old, obviously, I played until about 12 years old. And when I was 12, I took a little break. I got a little, really bored with the piano. I think a lot of people taking piano lessons, you mentioned your wife uh, played uh, or gave, gave lessons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, students get really bored with it pretty quick. And I think the reason being is because yeah. they are forced music that they really don't want to play. and They're not passionate about it. So that happened to me. I didn't really enjoy it. And so I took a break for about two years. And my mom, in her infinite wisdom, she took me aside one day. And she said, Dale, the girls dig the guys who can play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, you I thought what? about it. <laughs> A little side note. We've got, we've got Brennan over here running the, the tech end of things today. Uh-huh. I've got a couple of teenage boys at home, Brennan and his brother Adam. And they have recently started to play again. Oh, dude. I think it was the same reason. <laughs> Listen to your parents. No, Brandon, <laughs> you can turn on a mic if you want to defend yourself. You've got another mic over there. He's just laughing. He's not going to even engage the... in this conversation. Hey, it's all good, man. He'll realize it. Uh, give it a few more years and whatnot. But I did the same thing. I gave it a couple of years. I didn't, hadn't really thought about it. And, you know, about 16, 17, 18 rolls around. I started seeing other guys like going out at school, sitting down playing the piano, and the girls just flocked towards them. Uh-huh. Like, 
Lucky little bugger. Yeah. <laughs> My mom was right. <laughs> Moms usually are. They are. And so she filled me in on the little secret, and uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I hopped on the bus and agreed with her a couple of years later. And then from there, I, uh, I found a passion for just composing my own stuff. I knew how to sight read and the you know, traditional uh, training and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed mm-hmm. doing that, but I really enjoyed just composing, playing around with my own stuff. And so that's kind of uh, how I got introduced, uh, really enjoying playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, around 19, I served an LES mission mm-hmm. uh, in Roseville, California. And that's actually, I ran into one of the... That's right. I talked to you about my cousin who yeah. was there at about the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good man. And so I mastered the English language over there and came back and I, uh, I ran into another rut. Mm. I think a lot of people end up doing that, but uh, let, let, me, let me throw this out at you. Okay. When I got back, you know, your whole life, uh, when I started really getting good at the piano... Mm-hmm. People like, oh, you should just focus on playing the piano. You should do this and this and that. You focus on it, do it. And you don't really pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I got back, I was like, well, I'm going to go do real estate. Real estate is going <laughs> to give me the happiness I want. That's where all the money, <laughs> the money is. is. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the parents, again, they have their infinite wisdom and they, they give you the, uh, the pep talks and whatnot and focusing what you're really good at. And they knew it. But they decided uh, to let me fall on my face a couple times. <laughs> and uh, so I decided to pursue real estate. Well, the money was good here and there. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Big time. I hated yeah. it. It woke up every morning and you know, some people enjoy it. They love it. They, that's what they're passionate about. Sure. Awesome. And I thought I'd be the same way. I just woke up every morning. I just didn't really have the uh, energy. I'm a pretty energetic guy. Mm-hmm. But it started to suck my energy away. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that happened pretty rapidly, and a lot, a lot of my friends, uh, they noticed that about me. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, you're just not yourself anymore. And uh, mm. and so I was like, well, if it's not going to make real estate, that's going to do it for me. Maybe I'll try investing. <laughs> That'll get me where I want to go, right? Same story, anyways. So I had mm-hmm. a little grin on your face, kind of know what that's all about. Um, I've had some experiences myself, Dale. <laughs> And so, uh, anyways, uh, the whole investing spiel, that was fun. Anyways, um, I believe it's Confucius. He said, he who chases two rabbits catches neither. Mm-hmm. And I got up and caught up in the trap of chasing so many rabbits that I just got confused. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many opportunities just come across your lap. And, and it's been said that if you don't make up your mind on what you want to do, somebody for sure will make up your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening to me. Other people were making up my mind for me. And I wasn't mm-hmm. happy, dang it. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and it wasn't, it was about two years ago that I started paying attention. And I think God has a, a way of uh, working with you and uh, mm-hmm. helping uh, you find out what your unique ability is. I remember reading the, uh, uh, the book by Dan Sullivan, I believe it's Dan Sullivan, Unique Ability. Mm-hmm. And uh, taking those little tests on uh, finding out really what you're unique at. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. deep down inside me, I really knew it was playing and performing the piano. But <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So there was a part of you that knew this all along. <laughs> exactly. But this is the interesting thing about your unique ability because it's, it comes so naturally to you that you can't see how that could be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you're thinking, so 
<laughs> and meanwhile, everybody else is thinking, awesome. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. And it's, so, it's so blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. And uh, to I others, it, exactly. Not to me mm-hmm. until recently. But yeah, it's so mm-hmm. blatantly obvious to others. Like, dude, just focus on the piano. That's what you're awesome at. I'd pay money to come see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I think other people play the same. You know, do the same mm-hmm. thing. I was like, well, mm-hmm. it should be just as easy for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. And this is going to sound funny to some of you listeners because you might be thinking, and, and in just a few minutes when we go to, to our break, you're going to hear Dale playing the piano because you provided us with a few samples, and we just worked those into our show today. Dun, dun, dun. So we're going to have a little bit of bumper music from Mr. Dale Jesse. <laughs> but when you hear this bumper music, and Dale's going to hear it, and he's going to say, oh, yeah, uh, I played that. You know, big whoop. <laughs> And as you listen to it, though, you're going to hear something that you probably can't do. Now, some of you are pianists, and you'll think a little differently than some of the rest of us. But, but that's the point. It, it comes so naturally to you that you don't always see the value of it. True. You think, if it's not that hard for me, then why would anybody else value it? <laughs> exactly. Hit the nail right on the head, Dr. Paul. There's a reason why he's called Dr. Paul. <laughs> that was profound, was it? <laughs> that was profound. But that's, that's the trick. That's part of the, the secret, I think, of discovering your unique abilities and finding out what is it in this world that I can uniquely contribute and that I can create value for other people. Mm-hmm. And it's often a relief to find out what it is because it's something that comes so naturally to you. Absolutely. And it wasn't until, uh, well, I came across uh, a quote by Johann Sebastian Bach. He's one of the musical prodigies of the day. And he said, the, the final aim and end of all music should be none other than the glory of God and the refreshment of the soul. And people ask me, mm-hmm. you know, in regards to finding my, my niche and what my purpose is in playing music, I came across that one day. It's like, it just hit me. Bam. <laughs> That's really what the purpose is. Give glory to God because mm-hmm. He is the author and the creator of everything that we have, of all of our unique abilities. And, uh, and as far as my music goes, I love to refresh people's souls through music. And it's fun. And uh, I remember my mom calling me one day and asking me to come over and uh, bring a CD to uh, one of our neighbors who was sick. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she was just really... She just had a lot of uh, anger and uh, just built up inside of her. And so I, I stuck my CD on for her and instant relief. Mm. Um, it's interesting what music can do, though. It gives you that, uh, that peace that so many people are looking for nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it just puts you at ease. And I saw that on her face, literally, physically. <laughs> Within mm-hmm. a matter of minutes, her face was just seemed calm and mm-hmm. collective. And uh, just the power of music. It's interesting what it can do. And you created that experience for her. Yeah. And I'm, I know that as you're sharing this, uh, part of what you didn't clearly say is how valuable that was for you to experience that, that change of mood for her. <laughs> or to create that for her, to give her that opportunity to have a little better experience in this life. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That's what people pay for. <laughs> 
unfortunately, it takes uh, some people a little bit longer to figure that out. Not not wink wink me. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're not alone in that though. And as you listeners are having having your own thoughts about our conversation today, start thinking about what it is you love, and and that's one of the keys. In fact, El, uh, you gave me a, a list of some some principles that I think we'll go over as we come back from the break, especially. But part of the key is figure out how to do what you love for those who love what you do. And Dale, does everybody love your music? I'd like to think so, but uh, no, a lot, lot of people don't. I hope you don't. give that up pretty soon because <laughs> that's going to drive you crazy. You w- Yeah, I mean, there's a part of you that wishes, oh, I wish everybody, everybody. liked my... But do you really? Because there are people out there who have nothing in common with you. <laughs> exactly. And they're not going to like the music mm-hmm. that is starting to float into your headphones at this very moment. You hear that? Now, somebody's going to love that. And some people aren't. True. And it's good to figure out which are which and which ones you want to please. So you do what you love for the people who love what you do. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. So, Dale, I play a little piano. Do you now? I do, and, and I can relate to what you're talking about. I took lessons for several years, and Mom would just crack the whip. Get in there and practice. Oh, she was nice about it, okay? Wow. But I had to get up early in the morning and practice, and I didn't always love it. In fact, I didn't very often love it. <laughs> As most people do. Back then. Yeah. Okay, but then I quit piano lessons, and started playing the music that I loved. 
And for me, it was ragtime. I liked Scott Joplin and that kind of stuff, right? And so I started playing that, and I discovered the same thing that you did as a teenager, that it's kind of a chick magnet. (laughs) It's one way to put it, right? And it was just fun, you know, to have that skill and that ability. And then as I got a little older and and, uh, in church or in different community events and things, I actually had the freedom when somebody said, hey, can anybody play the piano? I could raise my hand and say, well, yeah, I could. Yeah. And most of the people in the room didn't have that freedom. And this is going to speak to some of the principles, which we'll get to in just a minute, because you asked me a question during the break Yeah, um, that I wanted our listeners to hear, and I didn't tell you my answer. <laughs> and we're all waiting to hear. But go ahead and ask me. Okay. I wanted to find out what caused you... Well, we, Dr. Paul sent me a message on Facebook initially, mm-hmm. and that's how we, uh, why we're here today. That's right. And uh, my question was... For you, what caused you to initially spark up that conversation with me to get me in here? Before we went to the break, I said, do what you love for the people who love what you do. Somebody is out there looking for what you do. Okay, do you believe that now? I do. Now, <laughs> now you believed it before I hit you up on <laughs> Facebook. But here's, here's the scenario. Let me just paint this for you. And, then, and I want all of you listeners to just translate this to whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you do. And, and uh, I'll refer back to a story I've shared before that I got from Leslie Householder, who is the author of The Jackrabbit Factor. Mm-hmm. Please put that on your reading list if you <laughs> haven't read it yet. Folks, you got to read The Jackrabbit Factor by Leslie Householder. Leslie was talking to me about this issue of unique abilities, and she said, if you open a store... You don't want to stand at the door and offer everyone who comes in the bathroom key. Here you go. It's right down the hall. To the, here, take it. You're just going to annoy people because not everybody wants the bathroom key. The people who want the bathroom key already know that they want the bathroom <laughs> key. You just have to make it available to them. Yeah. You don't have to promote it or push it or anything. True. That's okay. So here's Dale Jesse. And he's out there doing his unique thing, which I didn't even know about. Now, I'd heard before that you play the piano. And I'd seen little things on Facebook and stuff, and I'd never (laughs) paid much attention to it until this particular night when I was sitting there on Facebook. My wife was in the other room. She was feeling stressed. Okay, that created a problem for me because I don't like it when Vicky gets stressed. (laughs) Well, what was she stressed about? She's in charge of a fairly large event this week in Utah County for the Utah Valley Choral Society. They're putting on their Christmas program this week, Mm -hmm. and it's her responsibility to set up this enormous event with hundreds of people, and they all have to be fed and entertained. And the choir is going to do a program. That's what they're coming for after the meal. But there's always a pre-show that goes before the choir sings. Hmm. And she had hit up a couple of performing groups and some other people who, uh, long story short, they all fizzled out. So she's feeling stressed about it. Well, I'm booting up my computer, and I see this message come through from (laughs) Dale Jesse. And it says, I don't know, something like Jingle Dale Rock or something. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's kind of catchy. And I thought, you know, I wonder... If Dale has the answer to my problem. Now, what was my problem? 
a happy wife. My wife was <laughs> feeling stressed. What was her problem? She needed a performer. And I'm thinking, here's a performer who's offering me the bathroom key. I'm over here crossing my legs. And I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, give that to me. <laughs> Please let me. <laughs> so I click through to your website That's because I had to check out if you were legit. I play a few samples on your website and I'm thinking, perfect. Bullseye, home run. So I sent you a little message, uh-huh. and then I went into her, and I said, hey, check this out, and I gave her your link. <laughs> she was on the phone with you before you responded to my <laughs> Facebook message. <laughs> yeah. So this is how this works. Now, are there people out there who love what you do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> for whatever reason. Yes, they are. <laughs> and they're looking for you. So the challenge becomes, how do I put myself in front of them? And folks, if you haven't been a regular listener of Live On Purpose Radio, I'm talking to the thought leaders out there who will tell you exactly how to do that. Go listen to David Meerman Scott. Go listen to Phil Myers. Go listen to George Wright. These are some of the people I've interviewed just in the last year who are, who are literally thought leaders in this industry about how to take your unique ability, whatever your passion is, and to put it in front of the people who are desperately seeking it. And I have to tell you, Dale, we were desperately seeking. <laughs> and there you were. So you got the gig. And a little later this <laughs> week, you're going to perform in front of a couple of hundred people who then will know who Dale Jesse is. Is this a good exchange? This is an excellent exchange. Tell and, your side of this and, story. <laughs> and on the flip side, as you mentioned... Uh, you know, as, as a musician, you're always looking for the uh, for ways and opportunities to just get out there and get known, and mm-hmm. you know, try to create some value for some people. And uh, I has been going on for about it heavily for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But the past year has just been focusing on doing website stuff and just building up the platform and focusing on one of the principles that we're going to talk about a little bit later on paying the price, <laughs> mm-hmm. getting the uh, the machine built up, so to say, the system up and running. And then, once you have a platform uh, up and running, then just start mass uh, getting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And there's just many ways to go about doing that, but I think it can be really confusing. Nobody gives you really a handbook on what to do. I'm sure they can, but a lot of times it doesn't work for uh, everybody. It may mm-hmm. work for some people, but anyways, um, on our side of the story, um, I was just looking for ways to get out there and to get known. And uh, to try to make a living at uh, what I do best and what I enjoy doing. And that was obviously playing the piano. And Christmas time was coming up. I had a uh, few concerts upcoming. And I wanted to get people out there and just wanted to get known. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a hard, well, for me anyway, initially, is to trying to promote myself. So mm-hmm. I think at times mm-hmm. it, was a, uh, it was disheartening. Uh, I think I didn't have enough value to provide for people. I was just a little guy who, you know, plays the piano, like whoopie doo, you know. <laughs> you know, you're like still <laughs> undervaluing your own contribution. Exactly, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm a yellow personality, and uh, I need, I want <laughs> uh, recognition. I, I thrive off recognition, um, mm-hmm. and that uh, once that once that's val- validated, then I get more energy and passion and uh, to go out and. Uh, Tell people about my products and services, mm-hmm. which is the piano. But uh, and you know, I was saying prayers and whatnot, uh, trying to figure out what you know what to do. And then, lo and behold, your message came across Facebook, and I'm excited to be sitting here with you here today. Mm-hmm. 
So it's kind of interesting. You know what else is interesting about this particular story? I don't. I didn't even pay that much attention to the specific message that you sent, but I think you were trying to entice or encourage people to come to one of your Christmas concerts. Mm -hmm. Okay, did I sign up for your Christmas concert? No. No. (laughs) But you wanted to. (laughs) That's not... Well, you know what? That's not the key I was looking for. That wasn't the specific solution I was looking for. But because you were willing, and you said that you were hesitant to promote yourself. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's what one of my coaches has been drilling into my head the last year. She keeps telling me, Dr. Paul, it's not about you. Give that up. It's not about you. You know, and sometimes I'll feel the same way. I'm like, well, I don't want to go out there and toot my own horn. I don't want to go out and promote, you know, shamelessly. And she said, it's not about you. What about all those people out there who are literally crossing their legs and waiting for somebody to offer them the bathroom key? (laughs) What about them? Mm -hmm. Isn't it about them? And because you were willing to venture, to put it out there, and it wasn't even what you were looking for. Mm -mm. But you had no idea that Dr. Paul was going to contact you and, and offer you another opportunity, not to get you know me and my wife into your concert, but to get you into ours, <laughs> yeah. where you get exposure to several hundred people who are going to like what you're doing. At least some of them are going to like it. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Where do we go with that? You know what? I think we got just a couple of minutes left before halftime. And uh, you brought a list of 10 principles that have kind of guided you to the point where you're starting to realize some success Mm -hmm. from this thing that you didn't even know was possible a couple of years ago. You know, you were still thinking to make some money. I got to be in real (laughs) estate. How am I going to start liking that? Because I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right? Uh Would you mind introducing those principles, where they came from? And then uh, if we have time, we'll start into them now. And if not, we'll come back after the break and start into them. But will you give us the background for those? Sure, absolutely. I remember uh, taking some uh, coaching classes myself from, uh, from life, life coaches and whatnot. And that, this is actually comes from uh, one of the courses I was taking. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I really enjoyed on your website that says, Who's Driving Your Life? I believe mm-hmm. that's what it says. Is that what it says? Yeah, and uh, I thought about that. Well, recently a lot of people are driving my life, <laughs> and it's not yeah. until you focus on principles that you mentioned uh, to where your life starts to pan out. And just a comment about that, you know, it's not just who's driving your life, but some people get this "what's driving my life" <laughs> kind of an idea. You yeah. know, is it the economy? Mm-hmm. I hear that one all the time. The economy. Who is the economy? (laughs) Here's a bad guy. You know, you and I have initiated an exchange just because we were willing to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Is that going to benefit you? Is it going to benefit me? Absolutely. Let's start talking to each other, people. (laughs) There's a lot of exchanges that can happen, and it doesn't have to be about money. Absolutely. And just real quick, I'll give you the the nutshell on the 10 pieces of success. Um, One, one, precision. Mm -hmm. Two, passion. Three, preparation. Four, positioning. Five, paying the price. Six, punctuality. Seven, personality. Eight, personalization. Nine, perspiration. Mm -hmm. The right type. (laughs) And ten, perseverance. 
They all start with P, Dale. All for Dr. Paul, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to leave you to the sultry tunes of Dale Jesse for just a few moments. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Jay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Is it required to receive before giving? According to Blake McCoskey, you should give first, then receiving is just a result. The 29-year-old business phenom was traveling in Argentina when a philanthropic idea hit him. Blake noticed that most of the people in the villages did not have shoes. Their feet were injured and diseased. Instead of creating a charity and going through fundraising to help, Blake decided to start a business. He designed a pair of shoes using an authentic Argentinian look, but using upgraded materials for support and durability. He decided to sell the shoes for $40, which included enough profit to donate a pair of shoes to someone in Argentina. Every time someone buys a pair of Blake's shoes, they feel good about helping someone else. His original goal was to sell 250 pairs of shoes his first six months so he could donate 250 pairs of shoes to those in need. Well, the story took off better than Blake supposed as over 10,000 pairs of shoes were ordered and donated in his first six months of business. In two years, Blake has sold and donated over 63,000 pairs of shoes, created a lot of success, and helped a lot of people with his giving idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea, wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. I thought of it a moment In a time of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit the future. The learned usually find themselves equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. Eric Hoffer That's what I'm talking about. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you got some mean licks going on there. <laughs> True. Tickling these libraries. You got to love it. Well, in, in the last segment today, we'll give people a chance to get connected with you because you've got CDs and other things available. Uh -huh. Wonderful. Okay. Don't let me forget that piece. <laughs> but you just tickled us before the break about these 10 principles. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they all start with P. If you missed them, folks... We'll put them up on the blog site, too, but precision, passion, preparation, positioning, pay the price, punctuality, personality, personalization, perspiration, the right <laughs> and perseverance. True. Let's just let's pile into those things. Now, you, you introduced these as principles that, that help you create, well, the way I like to say it, create and live the life that you love. 
Absolutely. And uh, you know, the number one being precision. You know, after uh, reading that book, Unique Ability, a few years ago, um, and you actually gave a talk too on it, it gave the analogy of a bullseye target, uh, a little dartboard, and the little circles of rings and whatnot, and in the very middle is the bullseye, and the bullseye represents what you're specifically unique at, that you just love doing and nobody else can quite do it. Maybe they can, but just not quite like you. Yeah, it's unique. Yeah. In that way, it's your sweet spot. It's, <laughs> I like the way you put it, the sweet spot. And, but I think a lot of times it, it takes a little doing for people to figure that out. Well, it did for me a good about three to four years. Well, I knew it all along. That's the thing. I'm kicking myself in the butt. Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't I act up on this like when I was out of the womb, dang it? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. like a lot earlier in my life, mm-hmm. I could have been acting on this and trying to bust the lives of others. Well, and you were in so many ways. I, yeah. I, I've met with a, a number of clients who kind of, they almost feel guilty or mm-hmm. like they've, They've uh, uh, neglected their duty somehow because they haven't identified their unique ability yet. Mm-hmm. But really, your whole life is a process of learning this. Yeah. And as you start to, I think I like the way you put it earlier when you said you started to pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention and notice some things. And Dan Sullivan talks about, I think he gives four, but I've added a fifth one. <laughs> There, there are basically five indicators that you're hitting the sweet spot with precision. Mm-hmm. And the first one is that you have a passion for it. That's your second principle. Yeah, We'll talk about that in just a second. You have a passion for it. It lights you up. <laughs> okay. Another thing he says is that you have unique or exceptional skill in that area. Yeah. So folks, you might love playing the piano, but if you don't have the kind of skill that that Dale has, it may not be your unique ability. And you might love singing. Well, if other people don't love hearing you sing, you might have a problem. So you have to have that exceptional skill. A third one is that it it adds energy to your life. Instead of, you know, like something suck energy from you, Mm -hmm. this adds energy. It, it, It just fires you up. You get fired up. You do. And then the fourth one is that you seek constant improvement. You're always looking for ways to expand and improve and, and, and broaden this thing. And then fifth is that it's universal to you. You take it everywhere with you. It's yeah. not just limited. It's, it's more about how you do things rather than what you do. Yeah. And you can bring that same energy to a number of things. Uh, another friend of mine, Mark Sanborn wrote a book called The Fred Factor. Have you read that no, one? No, I haven't. Put that one on your reading list, too. The Fred Factor is about Mark's postman, <laughs> U.S. Postal Service, okay? And this guy is a letter carrier, but he's doing this fairly, you know, mundane, regular, routine job in an extraordinary way. Mm-hmm. And it's because of those personality characteristics he bring to it. So I think we've brought in a few of those other principles. Yeah. But, and I don't mean to derail you. You take no, it back. not at all. It's interesting that you brought that up. The, there's a reason why God gave us the passion for certain things in life. Like I have no desire to like be an opera singer, uh, or be you know any sort of singer. Really, I, I kind of enjoy it. But but when I do, I try to sing. People are like, dude, just stick to the piano, man. Dude, like seriously, I will pay you to it. quit singing and go <laughs> play the piano. Right. Please. Well, and you mentioned opera. Are you familiar with Paul Potts? Yeah, American Idol. It was Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, that's what it was. 
And uh, the dude, <laughs> I mean, he was he was a mobile phone salesman, mm-hmm. and he ventured. He went out there on Britain's Got Talent. He says, "I want to sing opera." Well, the judges rolled their eyes. <laughs> Seriously, you guys, if you're not familiar with Paul Potts, go to YouTube. Just type in his name and watch a few of the clips. Blow you away. Amazing. This is his unique talent, and he's got a passion for it. Uh-huh. You don't have a passion for opera singing. <laughs> but when, when I saw fine. him, I literally, like, hair started standing up in my arms. Just uh, move tears to your lighting. eyes. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it, very cool. And uh, so it's, it's interesting. Um, until we live a life that we're deliberately living, until we figure that out, uh, you mentioned that... You mean on purpose? On purpose, exactly. Oh. <laughs> you, you're not happy. And people seek that. I have quite a few friends, uh, you know, down in living uh, in college and whatnot. And I you know, ask them how their day is going. They're like, oh, it's all right. You know, whatever. What'd you do today? I did this and that. So, what do you enjoy doing? Oh, I really love doing this and this and this. And he's just, in their voice, a huge difference. And like, well, why aren't you doing that? Why don't you go, you know, try to venture out there, like you mentioned, and just test it out, test the waters. And, well, and they come up with X, you know, factor or whatever, the excuses. And, uh, but they never, they never get out there and venture. And I think that's the, uh, a big part is just testing it out. And it's, it's an act of faith. But when you do, God steps in there. I remember a quote, um, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. it's up to us to figure out the what's in life. And let God figure out the hows. Mm. And that's uh, the part of the precision. You figure out exactly what you want to do in your life. God will step in and fit all the different puzzle pieces together. He will. You know what? When you fire a gun, that bullet is going to go somewhere, right? <laughs> Where's it going to go? Uh-huh. And, and the most common answer to that is where, wherever you're aiming it. What if you're not aiming? <laughs> it's still going to go somewhere. Uh-huh. For sure. Think about your life. Three, five, ten years from now, it's going to be somewhere. <laughs> True? Exactly. For sure or maybe? For sure. For Definitely. sure. It's going to be somewhere. And some people say, well, what if I die? Well, you're going to be in the cemetery then. That's the somewhere. <laughs> That's for sure, too. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're going to be somewhere in three, five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Where you are depends a heck of a lot on where you're aiming. <laughs> and so when you talk about precision, I'm thinking, get focused in on the target. Mm-hmm. And be precise and be clear about what it is that you want. Absolutely. And start to pursue it with passion. That's number two. Absolutely. And part of that is just testing it out and figure out what you enjoy doing. You know, passion, um, I think that goes hand in hand uh, what we were talking about a little bit earlier. If you don't have the passion, like, how would you describe passion, Dr. Paul? Oh, the fire. (laughs) The fire in the furnace. Uh Uh-huh. The fuel in the engine. (laughs) And a lot of different people have their own unique ways of bringing passion, their little gas, to the fire and lighting it up. Mm-hmm. And it's so great to be associated with people like yourself uh, that have figured out what their passion is. And they're the, uh, how, the, the different puzzle pieces in your life that mm-hmm. help you get things uh, accomplished in your life. And there's mm-hmm. no way you're going to be able to do it by yourself. You have to associate with other people, and it's not a do-it-yourself project. It's That's not. right. That's right. I've, I've given up on the life as a do-it-yourself thing. <laughs> you know, I learned this powerfully the last time I had a plumbing project come up in my house. <laughs> because that's not in my area of unique ability. It's just not. It's not even really in my area of competence. <laughs> I mean, it's my kind neighbor. of on the borderline. Yeah. 
And uh, I can spend a lot of time and frustration doing that. And it used to be that I'd say, well, I can't afford to hire a plumber. Yeah. Oh, really? Can't I? <laughs> you know? What yeah. if I spend a whole day in there getting frustrated and then I still have to hire him? <laughs> Wouldn't it be better just hire him? Trying to prove your manual, manly skills for the wife, right? <laughs> oh, I tell you what. And the last time I needed a plumber, um, he came in and fixed a leak, a leak under our sink in about, I don't know, less than two hours. Okay, <laughs> it would have taken me all day. I spent that day instead preparing for a seminar that I was teaching that mm-hmm. night down at a local hotel. And in that, ho- or in that seminar, I sold hundreds of dollars of CDs, <laughs> you know, and yeah. got, I don't know, 75, 80 more people into my network. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's the better use of my time? So you get focused on what it is that you are good at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I believe it was Michelangelo that said, I'm happiest when I have a chisel in my hand. Hmm. And you think he would have been a, like, just as successful as he was being like an attorney or a, a consultant? I doubt it. <laughs> he wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, once we figure that out, we're going to be a lot happier in our life. I'm most happiest when I perform and play the piano. Mm-hmm. Just get up every day. My wife may get sick of it a little bit here and there. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, just quit playing that song over and over and over. Dang it. <laughs> She's shaking her head. I think she enjoys hearing it. <laughs> and uh, It's a good thing. It is a good thing. <laughs> so, so talk about preparation. Preparation. Um, there's that quote, if we, uh, we fail to plan, we plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And really, that, that's mm-hmm. the truth. <laughs> You know, if you, uh, if you fail the plan, then you're not going to be going anywhere in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, I have a, quite a few friends who just live by the seat of their pants and just try to, you know, oh, I'll go do this, kind of, see what happens, just chill, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they let life circumstances take control of their lives instead of yeah. them being the opposite. Having their own hands on the wheel and driving this thing. Yeah. What about, say just a word about positioning before we go to this next break. What do you mean by that? Positioning, meaning, okay, let's say if you wanted to have X amount of dollars, right, and you're tied up in a, a, a J-O-B, right, at your job, and you're only, your, your salary's like, you know, $30,000, and you want to make $50,000. It's not really going to happen if you're... Uh, I guess, binded to the $30,000 a year. You got to be able to mm-hmm. put yourself in an environment to where you can be able to earn what you want to earn, uh, to be able to be compensated for what you're worth. So by positioning, you're talking about putting yourself in, in line with or in harmony with the things that are going to actually accomplish your goals. Yeah, and I think I, I, I best put that in a battle plan. Okay. Coming up with a battle plan to be able to get to where you want to go in life. Mm-hmm. And that may be, you know, taking, you know, some night jobs or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, here and there for a couple of years, paying the price, doing what you have to do and building up what you really want to do on the side. And then eventually phasing out that uh, the job that you really didn't enjoy in the first place okay. to be able to focus on what you really love to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by uh, positioning. Positioning. The next one, pay the price. That one might be obvious to some people. But I think that there's definitely a price to be paid for anything that you want to really accomplish in life. Let's pick it up with that when we come back. All right.
In today's world, people have become much more conscious of their health and wellness. Finding new and effective ways to combat the effects of disease, aging, and poor nutrition is more important than it has ever been as we look to improve our own life and the lives of those we love. Kayani is a rapidly growing nutritional supplement company that is marketing in over 20 countries. Kayani's products combine the nutritional benefits of well-known superfruits with Nobel Prize winning research and breakthrough science. Not only does Kayani help to improve the health and wellness of families, but through the amazing business opportunity that it offers, people like me have been able to create financial freedom. Kayani has the power to change your life, regardless of where you are or what your needs may be. Whether you are new to the network marketing industry or a seasoned veteran, you will find that Kayani has what you've been looking for a well-financed, growing company with proven management to generate immediate income and the potential to allow normal people to succeed if they are willing to put in the time and effort. Kayani is a proud sponsor of Live On Purpose Radio. To learn more or to join our exciting team, please visit liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. That's liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. Paying the price, Dale. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Talk about that one, because you have definitely put in a few hours. Just a little. <laughs> you know, like, well, when people ask me, so how long have you been, been playing the piano for? Like, after a performance one, I just messed around with them. About a year and a half. It's like, what? A year and a half? That's, that's crazy. No, I'm just, no, I'm just messing. I'm like, what? Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways, I give them a little story how long I've been playing. But uh, when I first started out, when I actually first actually enjoyed playing the piano. I was putting in a good six to seven hours a day. Um, mm. <laughs> that's a good, you know, a hey, you had to pull those hours. It's more than a year and a half. <laughs> I mean, cumulative. Yeah. I'll, yeah. It's a good portion of your life. A lot. I'd have to, that'd keyboard. be interesting to go back and calculate to see how many hours of my life have been sucked into the playing the piano. Putting and in. that could be your new answer. <laughs> oh, I've been playing for about five years. I mean, straight, straight. no breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, I'll, I'll quote you on that. There you go. I'll give you royalties. 
But that's the paying the price mm-hmm. because it doesn't come for free. No. It, that gets me off on a whole other thing. Some people think freedom is free. <laughs> it's True. not. There's there's a price to be paid for everything. There is. And you have quite a few people and whatnot coming up at theater shows and whatnot. Like, I wish I could play the piano like that. Really? No, they don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to go ahead and you know do what I did, for sure you can. But then mm-hmm. they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes, you know, same with uh, maybe what you're doing in your life. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of behind the scenes work that you do and paying the price to be able to <laughs> do what you're doing in your life to create value and vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And then once they figure out they want the something for nothing mentality, they just want right now, overnight, give it to me. And that's exactly what it would be worth to them mm-hmm. if that's what they're paying mm-hmm. for it. This is a value exchange. Yeah. And, and I get the same thing. I'll have people who say, oh, I wish I could do what you do. Okay. <laughs> Start talking. Let me, let me give you a roadmap here. Mm-hmm. I've told my kids I went through the 21st grade. <laughs> so you ready to do that? <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? I got a long and ways to go, man. Put in the work. Mm-hmm. You pay the price. Yeah. You wouldn't go to the store and say, I want all of this stuff, but I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> That's stealing. <laughs> right? True. Yeah. All right. right. Enough on pay the price. How about punctuality? You get the point, huh? Talk about that one. (laughs) Punctuality. Um, I think when, uh, well, there's a story by George Washington when he was getting ready to sell three horses and the the person who wanted to buy it was one minute late. George Washington didn't buy the horses from him. Oh, he didn't sell, sorry, he didn't sell the horses to him Mm -hmm. because he's one minute late. You know, thankfully, a lot of people are more uh, gracious to us when we're late and whatnot. But the principle is, when we're punctual with, our, with ourselves and with others, and we're on time and we keep our promises and commitments to ourselves, mm-hmm. things start to work out and we build trust. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot to work on for myself. <laughs> when the alarm clock. How many of us set the alarm clock? I'm going to wake up at 6.30 in the morning. I'm going to you know, be on top of the day. And you set yourself that commitment. To be punctual, right? And the time rolls around and you hit the snooze button. You just lied to yourself. You didn't build trust with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the first battle is obviously overcoming those punctuality uh, commitments with yourself, whether it be mm-hmm. a commitment with your wife or whatever it is. Um, keep your commitments to yourself and then with others. And when you do that, you build trust relationships. And when mm-hmm. those trust relationships are built, things like this happen. And your life starts to, to pan out for the better. Mm-hmm. That's and what I've noticed. And it's not by accident. No. <laughs> I like the way you tied that into building trust because when your word becomes predictably fulfilled, that's one of the definitions of integrity in my mind. Mm-hmm. So punctuality is a tool by which you can actually gain integrity. Yeah. Through building trust. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I got my little quote book here. It's interesting. Um, Stephen Covey, he uh, had this to say about trust. He said, "When you make a commitment, you build hope, and when you keep it, you build trust." And that's uh, what we've been talking about. That's good. So. Yeah, don't make them unless you intend to keep them. True, you're going to work the opposite direction. <laughs> and I thought I'd be able to try to keep on that. Uh, when I came over here today, I was about 20 minutes early in the parking lot. You walked by. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, there's somebody out there in the parking lot. I hadn't actually... Well, I think I did meet you in, a, in an event Yeah, a couple of years ago, but it's been a while. It has. And I walked by and I thought, I wonder if that's Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure enough, 
Yeah. How about personality? <laughs> so we move this is, on a, down this is an list. interesting topic. <laughs> personality, you know, people, well, in the sales industry, a lot of people don't buy things just because there's a good product. They buy things because they like you. Majority of the times. I'm sure, you know, mm. there may be times when they just, they buy it off just product alone. But uh, what I found is people purchase things from you majority because they like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you found that, but if you have a personality uh, that people like, then they want to associate with you. And uh, that's positive mm-hmm. energy. <laughs> well, that, that's especially true in my industry mm-hmm. because it's based on a relationship and people are not signing up to come see me if they don't like me. <laughs> True. You know, the, I, there's what those, uh, some people are called the energy vampires. I think you've heard of that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, some people in your life, they're just, they suck the energy out of you negatively. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you start associating, associating yourself with people who are positive in your life and uh, disassociating the people who just try to take you down, then you'll be the better off. Not saying that you're not supposed to associate with people that have a hard time in life, but don't focus on it so much to where it's bringing you down. If you mm-hmm. can't help lift another person up <laughs> to the mm-hmm. point where it's just dragging you down, then don't do it. Just start eliminating it and associating with good, quality, high, like-minded people. Mm. You know, I had somebody challenge me once to think about the five people I spend <laughs> the most time with. And that's an interesting little experiment for you to do, a little exercise where you can just think through, okay, who are those five people that I spend the most of my time with? And you're going to find that your, uh, your station in life, your economics, your, your views, all kinds of things are, are very similar to those five people that you spend the most time with. That's interesting. Choose carefully. <laughs> Choose wisely. How about personalization? Well, it's been said we are who we associate with. And I think that goes hand in hand with personality, but mm-hmm. more on the level of networking and choosing carefully, like you mentioned, uh, you know, maybe taking advantage of that exercise and uh, figuring out who you really associate with and uh, taking a, uh, a poll, I guess, <laughs> an inventory of the people who you really do hang out with. And it, I've done that, and it's quite interesting on uh, the people you run into in life, the things they teach you. And uh, if you, you know, take over the past couple of years, you run into a lot of people, a lot of them. And oh, yeah. uh, let's take maybe the top 10, 15 people that uh, going off what you're saying and uh, try to figure out what they have, how they create a, a value in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you do that, um, you start to build a huge, massive network for the positive. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, and I think uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier on in the show when uh, how, how to go about getting yourself out there. And we mentioned it's not a do-it-yourself project. Mm-hmm. And right. it's just a matter of associating with people, but it's associating with the right types of people that allow you to get yourself out there and to create value mm-hmm. for people. This is something that I call the human treasury. Yeah. And we all have this. So especially if you're a little concerned about uh, where your bank account is and things mm-hmm. like that, how about check into the human treasury yeah. and see what kind of wealth is there yeah. as you form relationships and, uh, and make them personal. Yeah. All right, two more, and then we're going to wrap up for today. Perspiration. 
The right kind. <laughs> the right kind. <laughs> you keep specifying that, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Don't want to get. That's just the hard work. It is. Good old fashioned hard work. And I remember, uh, I have my. Growing up, I thought I'd never say I was grateful for my dad showing me the, the good old fashioned hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm now, I, I am. I'm grateful for it. I grew up where uh, I learned not to say that I was bored. Mm hmm. Dad, I'm bored. Oh, that well, was son. dangerous in my house. <laughs> well, there's a whole backyard full of weeds, and <laughs> go for it. And then, you know, five hours later, like, oh, dang it. I'm not going to say that again. I yeah. promise. Next week later, I say it. It's like, God, oh, dang it. <laughs> this is something that has become a little less prevalent in uh-huh. our society. You know, with, uh, with the information age, and there's a lot of things that are just a lot easier for us. It's still important to to adhere to that principle of hard work. Yeah. And we call it old-fashioned sometimes, but, wow, is it needed in today's society. Yeah, I think it's old-fashioned because, like you mentioned, I think uh, we've just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those who have been in Boy Scouts, there's one called the Tenderfoot. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I relate that with people who don't know how to work, really just put it in, paying the price. Mm-hmm. They get tender feet. They're afraid to get calluses on their hand and just pull up their, uh, their sleeves and just get to work and get it done. That's right. And then finally, perseverance. <laughs> it's just keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on, absolutely. You know, if you work out something long enough, you're eventually, your chances of succeeding is a lot. <laughs> You'll get there. But Especially I, if you're open, you're paying attention, you're learning things along the way. You are. And I think a lot of times people are afraid of the word failure. Mm-hmm. And that's, we can have another conversation on failure, but yeah. you know, just you're trying, experimenting, doing, and when you do, yeah, and when you take action and get out there, things start to fall into place. Well, Dale, thank you for joining me today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Live on Purpose Radio. How can people get connected with you? What's the best way? Um, my website www.dalejesse.com. That's D A L E J E S S. E E, that's double S, double E. Two S's, two E's. Well, three E's if you count the one before. (laughs) Okay, so DaleJesse.com. D A L E J E S S E E. Yeah. Dot com. And there's links there for them to connect with your your shows, with events that are coming up, with CDs, products. There's samples there. Exactly. And if you want to get some free music, whatnot, just click on the free stuff link and they just download some free music. If they want to just test it out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, because you're willing to give this value to them because you know that they're, some of them are going to like it. Some of them aren't. And, and those of you who don't like it, <laughs> please don't contact Dale. He doesn't want to hear from you. I'm begging you. I'm not going to give you the key, dang it, to the bathroom. <laughs> but those of you who like what he's doing, he's there, he's making it available. And you're out there creating some great value for some people in this world. Well, likewise. I appreciate the opportunity, Dr. Paul. Well, and thank you for this conversation. I think we picked up a few things that are really going to help people to live on purpose. Take whatever it is that is in your unique abilities. Start thinking about this example that Dale has shared with us. And just go out there and start living on purpose. Any final words, Dale? Get her done. (laughs) Get her done. Go out there and do it to it and keep on keeping on. Hey, thanks, Dr. Paul. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll catch you next time. Go out there and live on purpose.